0: You're listening to the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast. Welcome back to the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast, the podcast where we explore the past, understand the present, and dream of the future. On today's episode, we have Ashley Richter. Can you tell me who you are and what you do? Okay. Um,
1: So I'm Ashley Richter, and I currently work at the Sterling Rock Falls YMCA, and I am their development and marketing director right now.
0: Great. Great. How did you get involved? Because you were DJT's dance coordinator before Jenny. How did you get involved there?
1: Yeah, so um, I went to Augustana College. So I was a theater and communication studies double major. And um, when I graduated, I decided I was going to stay and live in Davenport because I <laughs> like living in the Quad Cities. And um, so I was living there at the time and working part time at Plato's Closet. So uh, I was working there and I was kind of trying to figure out, you know, what's the next step now that, you know, when you graduate college, it's kind of this weird time in life where you have your Mm -hmm. degree, but now you need to find what you can actually do with this degree. Um, So I saw that Davenport Junior Theater was hiring a dance coordinator and I knew that um, I did dance in college and unique um, dance troupe. Mm And, um, with my theater background, um, musical theater, I thought, you know, this would be something that would be such a fun job that kind of has all of my interests wrapped up in one. And, um, I applied for it and interviewed and, um, Daniel called and offered me the job. And I was so excited because it was like my first job out of college and Mm -hmm. like a dream position of, you know, working at Davenport junior theater was something that you went to school for, which, um was so exciting. Um, and then I started working there I started in the fall then Mm -hmm. in August.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was in 2013. So what was junior theater like then and how did it change over the years you were there?
1: Yeah. So, um, when I started, I know that the dance program at the time was still relatively new. Um, and I know over, I was there for about two years coordinating and, over those two years, the dance program continued to grow. Um, as did, um, you know, junior theater as a whole. Like their theater programs were growing, um, dance was growing in the area. Um, over those times we were able to add additional classes. So some things that we you know added were getting more lyrical. Um, we added mm-hmm. point. We had some of our advanced dancers were really interested in doing points. So we were able to get that in. Um, add a couple more upper levels. Um, that was kind of one of the challenges is that we did have some dancers that um, needed some more advanced classes. Um, so we were able to get those in. We even added some adult classes like adult ballet and jazz um and then we had two recitals a year and another one of the differences was that in the past their winter show kind of was more like a showcase and then we Mm -hmm. kind of changed it so it was kind of more of a full-blown recital so they had all the costumes um so both shows were kind of full-blown costume um which is kind of something that was different than before and um was kind of a challenge in itself too. Cause now you're ordering and measuring for two full shows a year versus just one show. So that was mm-hmm. kind of one of the things that we did too. That was a little bit different.
0: Yeah. So any dancer knows that you go through shoes kind of like crazy, especially as a kid, your feet are growing all the time and you actually started the junior theater shoe exchange program. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you came up with the idea and why it's important?
1: Yeah. So. That, like you said, uh, the one thing with dance that can definitely be a barrier is the cost. So, one of the things that I love about junior theater is that I believe it's very affordable and it's Mm -hmm. very um, easily accessible to so many people. Because, you know, if you think of dance, you have shoes. If you are in ballet, tap, and jazz, those are three different pairs of shoes right there that you need. Um, And shoes can be, you know, really expensive. So, not only are you paying for the class, but the shoes. Um, and so like you said, you know, you could go through a pair of shoes in a year, especially the younger kids um, through growing. So maybe if you're in three classes, that could be six pairs of shoes in like one mm-hmm. dance season. So um we started it so that we could work with our families and dancers. So if they were outgrowing their shoes, um, we could size them with the shoe they needed, and then they would give us their old pair and we would swap it out with a new pair. Um, and then every year we were, um, buying some shoes as well to continue to add to the program. If there were sizes we were missing, or if we needed more jazz shoes, we could get those. Um, but I know the families loved it and it was always so fun when they would come in and we'd size them for a new pair of shoes. And, mm-hmm. you know, you had this kid that was like cramming their, <laughs> their feet, into these shoes or like, these are way too small. We need to upgrade these. But, um, it was nice because then they didn't have to, you know, pay to go buy them these brand new pair of shoes. Um, and a lot of times kids just want to try something new out. So if you mm-hmm. want to try tap and you end up not liking tap, you don't have to pay for an expensive pair of shoes. So we're just trying to definitely take away those barriers for families.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So how did you get, how did you become a dancer? What was your early dance career like? So
1: mine was not very traditional because I grew up in a small town of like 1200 people. Wow. And we did not have a dance studio. Um, I begged my mom to put me in dance and I did dance for a little bit as a younger child. And we had to drive 30 minutes to go to dance class. So um, that didn't last very long, probably because my parents didn't want to drive me to dance Right, class, <laughs> which I don't blame them. But, um, you know, I did do like our palms clinics and stuff growing mm-hmm. up um, I was on our dance team in high school, so it was kind of more self-taught. I was not a very coordinated, athletic person, so (laughs) I quickly realized, you know, like volleyball and softball and things I was playing when I was younger probably didn't want to continue in high school. So I gravitated more towards theater and dance because I realized that I was actually better at these things and enjoyed Mm -hmm. them more than kind of traditional uh, sport. Um, and so I just danced in high school and did palms and cheerleading. And then when I went to Augustana, I joined their dance team and then, um, decided to take some private, um, tap lessons, um, to help me with theater. Cause I figured if I'm going to be in some musicals. I have to know how to tap. Um, so I did private lessons on my own at like a local dance studio that was right by college and um, started teaching dance there while I was at Augustana um, as kind of like my third job at the time when I was in school. Um, And kind of from there, I just kind of taught myself, started choreographing, um, took it on myself to take private lessons, you know, as like a 20, 21 year old. So I think Mm -hmm. that's also something too, is that if you want to dance, you can start at any time and you can learn. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still dancing for fun or taking private lessons just to keep up with it and have something fun to do. And um, I just think anybody can start it at any age. So it's um, just kind of what you're interested in. Go for it.
0: Yeah. Where did life lead you after you left as the dance coordinator for DJT?
1: Yes. So um, I it was really, really hard for me to leave there because I loved working there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I ended up meeting my husband and we got married and relocated so that's why i left (laughs) um i didn't want to leave but uh we moved here to sterling illinois so it's about an hour away um and pretty much that's kind of after that why i left and we've been living here kind of ever since i got a part-time job at the ymca um in 2015 and then kind of kept moving my way up into kind of more of what I wanted to do, which was marketing um, and also our fundraising here at the Y. Um, And since then, um, my husband and I have started our own business, which is uh, Richter Ranch Designs. So we do custom furniture and woodworking. So he does that full time and I do our marketing for our business, which um, has been so exciting. And he does that full time. And it's kind of like our creative outlet or my creative outlet he gets to do it as his job and (laughs) um I get to help when I'm not um, working full-time so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um yeah so that's been really enjoyable
0: that's really cool so you've been dancing for a while and you've been teaching dance for a while what is your favorite style of dance to choreograph and then your favorite style of dance to perform
1: okay so I because I was in theater like I love musical theater so Mm -hmm. I love choreographing as if it's a musical. <laughs> so um, I think those come more natural to me because I don't mm-hmm. have as much technical background. So with musical theater, it's um, you know, it's kind of not more random, but there's more variety, I think, of what you yeah. can do. Um, so I really like that. And then I think my favorite to perform in, if it's not being in a musical, um, would be tap. Dancing, um, and I think that's just something that I gravitate. Just done it as like you know, in like an adult class for fun, and actually kind of like worked with another group of um adult women, and we actually like choreographed and like performed a song. And I'm like, this is so cool! We can do this, like not as kids too, which was fun. Yeah, and I think that's one of my favorite to perform.
0: So, other than dance, do you have any hidden hobbies, talents, or passions people don't really know about? Um, I'm trying to think about this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the
1: things I would love to pursue more is interior design, which I think Mm -hmm. kind of ties in with our side business, like building furniture. So I want to be able to like offer maybe like consults and like decorating tips. Mm -hmm. Um, I really love that. I think that's kind of one of those things, um, that I really enjoy. So it's kind of like a hidden passion that I'm hoping to get more experience in over time. Um, and I just got a cricket. So maybe more crafts is going to try something like
0: that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you could have lunch with anyone throughout history, who do you think it would be and why?
1: Okay. This was hard. Mm -hmm. Really hard. Um, I had like three people.
0: You can have them all over for a, a little dinner party.
1: Like a little like brunch thing. Yeah. Um, so I thought I should have like a serious one that people aren't like, really that person. So the first person I picked was, I'd like, okay, I figured Shakespeare
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you kind of have like the original, like playwright, artist, writer, like what was he thinking? What was going on in his mind? You know, that'd be kind of cool. Um, going along the lines of like decorating Joanna Gaines <laughs> from Magnolia. That'd be kind of fun. And maybe doable. Who knows? Maybe someday she'll want to have lunch with me. (laughs) Um, And then the other one that's kind of more of a silly one, I put Kate Middleton, the Duchess of Cambridge, because I also am really into like British royalty. Yeah. I don't know why. It's kind of like that goofy thing where you're just like fascinated by the idea of royals and these people that, you know, graceful, philanthropic.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> that'd be an interesting yeah. little little brunch you'd have going yeah that would... <laughs> But I'm sure everyone would get along swimmingly I think so <laughs> so when you were the dance coordinator for junior theater what do you think your biggest challenges were
1: um so I was thinking about this one of the things that I think that maybe some people don't know so I was there for two years um then when I got married and relocated, I was working here at the YMCA and I still commuted back to mm-hmm. Davenport and I still worked as the dance coordinator um, because I was just like, I don't want to give it up. I really want to keep making it work. It was really hard for me to walk away. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, so pretty much for almost that year or half the year, I commuted and I worked both jobs. Um, so That was a challenge. Uh, it was an hour drive. Um, I'd get home at like nine o'clock wake up go mm-hmm. to the work here drive there and get home at nine it was just like kind of the cycle i don't mm-hmm. know how i did it i don't think i slept very much but i just loved both things like so mm-hmm. much that i was just gonna make it work um until i realized it probably wasn't the most sustainable thing so i think that was probably one of the biggest challenges was um you know just commuting but making um and then deciding ultimately to you know not coordinate the program anymore but i was uh, you know, so happy because I worked with Jenny, um, mm-hmm. the current coordinator. So it makes me so happy, you know, because it's like, I know her and she's awesome. And so it makes mm-hmm. me so happy um, to know that it's in good hands. So <laughs> yeah.
0: What were your biggest rewards with being the dance coordinator?
1: I think um, one of the biggest rewards is always recital day. I mean, it's like, you see the process. So you see the dancers from day one starting to learn the routines to recital. Mm -hmm. And just that moment, you know, when they're in their costume, they're all ready to go. They're so excited. There's that excitement, excited energy. Um, And then so it's fulfilling because you see that fulfillment in the dancers. They're so excited and proud of themselves for what they've accomplished. And -hmm. then also the instructors, you know, they worked so hard teaching the dancers and seeing just how proud of them they are. It's just kind of this really happy, rewarding moment. And when you make it to the finale of a recital and you're like, yes, it ran smoothly. (laughs) This is good. Mm -hmm. Um, That's so great. And like, you know, the staff there are amazing. That's the other thing that made it so hard to leave because it's like the instructors were awesome. Um, The leadership team was awesome. Like Daniel's great to work with. Um, Mm -hmm. And Erica was our dance studio. Um, She was the assistant coordinator like she was amazing she like helped make the job like you know uh run Mm -hmm. smoothly and took care of so many things so I loved working with her um and it was just an overall really um rewarding job.
0: So DJT has grown it grew a lot while you were there and it's grown a lot um in previous years and even now but what ways do you think you would like to see the dance program continue to grow yeah so that makes
1: me happy it's so cool to see um uh, i still you know stay connected with what's going on there through social media and it's always fun to check in and see what's going on um i think the the thing that you know is like the next natural progression for the program is just continuing to serve more Mm -hmm. um, kids in the area. Um, I know when I started there, we really began to utilize Studio Two, which is the back dance studio, and we could run two Mm -hmm. classes at the same time. So, you know, as it grows, it also brings up those logistical things of, Mm -hmm. where do you put all the dancers as you grow? (laughs) Um, So those were things, you know, that came up, but I think that's definitely the next thing is, you know, maybe another studio space, having more Mm -hmm. kids come. Um, the more that you can bring in and teach to love dance and encourage them and build their confidence, um, I think the better. So, I think that would be something that would be great to see
0: for the program. Yeah. Why do you think programs like Junior Theater are important to support?
1: Um, I think they're important um, because they provide kids, you know, dancers, theater students with confidence. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think for, you know, kind of like how I was, maybe if you're not the most athletic person, or maybe you don't fit into those, like certain roles that you can come in and you're just like, ah, you know, everybody that works Mm -hmm. there's awesome. There's like, we're so glad you're here. Like immediately you're just built up and encouraged by the staff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think when you perform, you really just realize that potential in yourself. Like you grow your confidence, you realize that you can accomplish something that maybe you didn't think you could. Mm -hmm. Um, and you learn a new skill and it's something that's fun because you're up and moving. Um, uh, I think kids like getting activity in like Mm -hmm. dance is a great activity, you know, that you can do, um, that's social you're around other kids and, um, you can learn and perform. And I think that's something too, just from like being in theater, it just gives you that confidence, you know, that you can take on later in life. Like, mm-hmm. like now um, I can get on, I have to do presentations for work. <laughs> if I wasn't in theater, that might be a little nerve wracking, you know, but I don't mind as much talking in front of people. And I think the more you perform and put yourself out there, the more confidence you'll have and that you can take in other areas of your life later.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I have one final question for you, and that would be what advice would you give to a young dancer?
1: I would say um, to be yourself and have fun. I think that um, everybody, what I love about dance and the arts is that it's accessible and open to everybody. Like you don't have to like look a certain way or be a certain size or um, you know, a certain ethnicity to be a dancer. And I think that's something that's so great, um, you know, growing up where it's like, I didn't have dance, you know, um, and maybe, you know, you needed a confidence boost. Um, I think that these programs are so great because they're for everyone. And mm-hmm. I think that's what makes um, Davenport Junior Theater so great. And I think that's, you know, they're just so important to support the arts um, in your community. And, um, I think that's one of the greatest things is that dances for everybody, you know, keep doing it. If you love it, keep pushing yourself, try new things. You know, if you're doing tap, maybe try ballet, see what you think. You might be surprised that you like something different that you maybe didn't think you would enjoy. Um, but I think that, um, that's great. Or maybe try theater. I know we had, um, some theater kids that were like, "Oh, I was in theater, but I want to do dance. And then they mm-hmm. end up you know, loving it too. Um, then doing both. So I think it's just kind of cool to try different things like and what you enjoy. Um, cause yeah, it's all so much fun. <laughs> so
0: yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today.
1: Uh, I just, I can't say enough good things about, junior theater. And, um, that was one of the things when I moved here, I'm like, I hope they have theater and dance here. Um, and thankfully we have a pretty good, um, arts program here as well in the area. So, so that's exciting and, Mm -hmm. um, encouraging too. So I think it's just important and adds so much to a
0: community. So it's great. And also great that you're doing this podcast. Yeah. Thank you. This has been the Davenport Junior Theater podcast. Thanks for listening.